You're listening to Potter Nonsense, a podcast with me and Ray. Welcome to Potter Nonsense. I'm Fee. And I'm Ray. And on today's episode, or tonight's episode, depending on what time of day or night you are listening to this, we that, are that, talking. <laughs> that, is the, that is the nature of the medium. You could be listening to this at any time. It is. It is. So on insert time of day, night here, uh, we are talking about technology that does not exist in the wizarding world and why. Yes. And I think that in the, over the course of this, we're going to touch on technology that wizards really should have adopted and also technology that they, I guess they don't really need because they actually have got an alternative that works. Yes. Yes. So I will press it, preface this episode with I'm really sorry. I have a raging head cold. Um, so I do apologize for the very nasally sound and quality of my voice. But I also apologize if I just kind of zone out and forget halfway through a sentence of what I'm talking about because my cold and flu tablets have worn off, but it's not time to take the other ones yet. <sighs> so struggle. with that in mind... <laughs> It is a struggle. It's such a struggle. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, technology in the Potterverse. Now, my first thought when I think of technology in the Potterverse is pen. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say we should, we've already talked about this one twice, so we might as well go into it. Um, quills. Fucking no. <laughs> yeah. No. Has anybody ever tried to write with a quill I know there are a bunch of people out there who write with fountain pens and quills and stuff and I like I bow down to you because (laughs) quite honestly how how I just can't I can't get them to work I I have said before that I had a wooden quill in high school that I would um write with unless the teacher like told me not to um most of them just accepted that I was a fucking weirdo but (laughs) 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 um yeah, the the I I found it um, actually made my handwriting tidier. I mean, that's actually one of the things about um, ballpoint pens have killed cursive. It's it's not so much that we're not doing it; it's just that um, cursive was the natural movement of the pe- of a fountain pen or a, or a quill. Um, the way the way that the ink was formulated and the it just worked much more smoothly and ballpoints have tackier ink that dries quickly and um doesn't leak out of the pen um and that's mm. that results in um the way that well basically um cursive doesn't really work anymore um so i get like the aesthetic reasons for wanting to continue to use that but like even oh, then, yeah even then just just at least swap to fountain pens it's it's been yeah aesthetically pleasing not exactly a quick thing i'm just, you also I'm can't just write looking up when them. the fountain pen was actually invented um the first patent for a fountain pen was received by the French government on May 25th, 1827. I think that's far enough back that the Wizarding World could probably get on board. Yes. I I feel like, yes, they could at least have fountain pens, although the quills are nice and they're very, you know, airy-fairy and they fit with the aesthetic and things like that. You have to keep dipping them in ink. Yeah, at least. Like at least a fountain pen. You've got the ink inside the pen. At least if you're going to have the quill, come up with a charm that fills it up with ink. R- yeah. Rather than it just being Actually. a small um, collection of ink that is at the tip of the pen that you have to continuously top up. It just fills up with ink and you can do a whole page like a fountain pen. I feel like there is a self-inking quill in the Harry Potter universe. Is there? Uh, yeah, the Weasleys invented it. Of course they did. <laughs> what good boys. I just, it's, in the, it's, in the, it's in the Half-Blood Prince. A self-inking quill is a type of quill. This quill inks itself. In 1996, these were sold at Weasleys Wizarding Weezers in Diagon Alley. <laughs> and I bet Hermione stood there and went, about time. Yep. Although I don't think it's actually noted that she buys one, which I think that she would, personally. 
because, you know, she grew up in the wizard 90s and this is ridiculous. The only feather pens that um, 90s girls want are, were the ones with that little, um, you know how you would get those pens with the big pom-pom plume of feathers on the top? You, what, do you, what do you mean could get? I still have those. <laughs> well, there you go. This is the only feather pen. Work. This is the only feather pen that Hermione Granger would want. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I can see her just like pulling one of those out of her robes and just Ron being like, the bloody hell is that? Like, <laughs> what is that? Have you got a puff skein on the top of your pen? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. She like she like skewered a puff skein. Oh, I wasn't even thinking of it like that. I just thought it was like clinging onto the top, really cute like, and you just made it worse. <laughs> no. No, she skewered it. She stabbed it all the way through the middle. Honestly, she is that ruthless, so. Yes, she is. Um, um, yes. okay. But, yeah, I think that's pens, pens pretty much covered. Uh, we talked about paper as well and how they should be using it and not parchment, which is a whole lot, like just a whole lot. Yes. Um, parchment is also very expensive and very hard to come by. Yeah. So uh, it's it's not a very um cheap way of writing. Just have a notebook, guys. Yeah. That it's just so much simpler than massive rolls of pa- parchment like useless, absolutely useless. Yeah. No. Um and you know, paper is generally vegan. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not super vegan friendly because what was parchment made out of? The hide of something. Um, yeah, it was um, usually. Uh, sh- uh, well, I think it depended on region, but um, yeah, I think in England it was mostly sheep hide. Yes, yeah, it would be. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, just mm. if we want to touch on electricity, yes. And the very the various um, goods that electricity does provide, um, lighting that won't make you go blind, <laughs> for example. Yes. Um, like if you, especially if we're talking about Hogwarts, you've got a castle. You've got to have so much fire to make the. I mean, the, the fire does keep it warm, though. Yes, it would. Um, but, like, doing anything by candlelight is really bad for your eyes. Yeah, it's not good. It's like definitely anything, not anything recommended. Anything that you have to concentrate on. Yeah, it's definitely not recommended. Like, you see in movies set in the olden days about how they used to sit and read by candlelight and it was so whimsical and romantic. No, that is a surefire way to get yourself a headache. Like, Yep, get yourself uh, a headache, just strain your eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, thanks. Not I'll ideal. I also train. just, I also just love in um, movies set in. I'm sorry. I need to put the cat into a different room. She is being the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty seconds later, she just wouldn't stop climbing all over Matt's desk, and it, it, like literally every other thing I was saying, I was getting up to move her. I'm not sure if you could tell, but that's what was I going could. on. I was like, it's usually me that's the one that's like really scattered and you sound really distracted. Yeah, yeah. It was like she – and she was like going for the cords, which she hasn't done in ages and it's like just stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. So, yeah, she's locked in the kitchen now. <laughs> anyway. Like in in movies when they um they've got ca- they've got candles next to the bed and then they blow it out and you realize that all of all of the light in that room was meant to be coming from that one candle. Yes, and that's not how candles work. That is absolutely not how candles work. It is um yeah, it's not how candles work. But the interesting thing I think in the Harry Potter universe is that uh, magic tends to cause uh, interference to electricity. Um. Mm. Uh, so, because it's a form of energy, and I guess magic is also a form of energy, uh, they kind of counteract each other. So, I think that's why. I think that on yeah, although it, it's in Goblet of Fire, um, when mm. it's explained. Although, when you think about it, when was 
when was the last time your mobile phone inter- interfered with a speaker? Oh, no, no, no longer anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. So electricity and um, technology have progressed. So I feel like in, in at the turn of the 20th century when um, electricity was introduced, maybe magic did interfere with it. Yeah, probably. I, I feel like it's unlikely that it would continue to do so. And if, if in, even if it did, like, wizards could probably figure out a way around it if they wanted to. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, it's a good explanation because, I mean, you think of Supernatural, not the TV show, I mean the Supernatural realm, like there are several different mm. things in the Supernatural realm that do interfere with electricity. So, I mean, I do kind of like the whole idea that, the wizards don't have electricity because they can get more things done with their magic, which they can, mm. I suppose. But also, come on, guys, lights. Just get some lights. Just get some freaking batteries. and <laughs> Or is it just I, – I feel like some places are stated to have, like, magical lights sort of thing. Like, they're not relying on torches. They'll have, like, a glowing orb or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a white light is better than an orange light that a flame produces. Mm. Mm. Although the orange lighting would probably help you sleep. Well, yes, look, the orange lighting is really good to set off your, like, melatonin production because it stimulates the same sort of lighting that you get in twilight and as the sun goes down. Um, So studies have been done that in bedrooms um, and, you know, as the night gets later if you have like a soft lighting as you start to wind down it does help you sleep um having a having a white light is not good for your eyes either you've got to have a little bit of give and take because Mm. natural sunlight is not technically a white light it's more on the yellow spectrum yeah um so our eyes don't really like all of these new led bulbs and led lights and stuff like that it's it's starting to um it, it does interfere with our brain waves and it does interfere with how our eyes work. Mm. But anyone who tries to sell you my, blue light my filter. My dad's an electrician. Sorry, anyone who tries to sell you blue light filter, they're trying to scam you because there is no scientific evidence to say that it does what it says it does. Mm. Um, my dad's an electrician, so he got really excited when like LED downlights were a thing that you could get in your home now, and he like installed so many of them. <laughs> um, but he got um, two different kinds. He got the yellow one and the white one um, to to see what we like. And the yellow one is just so much nicer. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's much more natural. Mm. It's very nice. Like he was he was asking like he was asking me which one do you prefer, and you know which whichever one I preferred he was like well I'm gonna go with those then yeah um and I'm like definitely the yellow light is like especially in the like there's something about because it was in the kitchen um that he performed this experiment Mm. in which he punched multiple holes in our (laughs) ceiling um (laughs) honestly it was so bright (laughs) but it was um there's something there's something of the warmth of yellow light that was just really, really good in mm. the kitchen. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yellow light mm. is much less strain on your eye. Um, and yeah. if I remember my study correctly, it's got something to do with that's the wavelength that our eye naturally wants to accommodate at, I think. I can't remember. Mm. I just did a whole exam on this and I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do an exam on this, but that seems correct. Yeah. Like just, just intuitively that seems correct. Like if you correct. think about the um, electromagnetic <laughs> spectrum, yellow is the one that we perceive. But yeah. Um, while we're on electricity, I think that we should talk about how much wizards don't need telephones though. No, oh, no, not at all. <laughs> like like as, as, as funny as that scene was yeah. <laughs> with Ron trying to make a phone call, yes. um, the fact is that like, the flu, the flu network is FaceTime before FaceTime. It was even a thing, right? And do you know how delighted I would be if someone sent me a message via their Patronus? That would be so good. Like, I know that's like a limited skill, but yeah. that's 100% the best one. Oh, yeah. I would be so delighted that if like someone had a Patronus of like a horse, it just kind of like magically bursts through and speaks to me. I'd be like, ah, this is amazing. Probably not so amazing if their Patronus was like a lion or something. 
but it would mm. still be pretty freaking cool. Um, I'm just thinking of the fact that Professor McGonagall's Patronus is three separate cats. Yeah. Um, so do, do they – would they all speak in unison or would they, like, go, like, one sentence at a time or one word at a time? Oh, no, I hope they all speak in unison because <laughs> just a cat saying one word at a time back and forth over three of them would just be too creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unison could also be really creepy, though. Oh, yeah, unison. Oh no, I don't know what would be worse. I feel like I feel like maybe maybe one sentence at a time from each cat is probably the least unsettling. Yeah, or maybe she can send three separate messages with the three cats. She probably could. It's Minerva McGonagall. She's incredible. You know how like you could be texting. Yeah, like you could be texting someone on Snapchat and Facebook and a text message and you're having three different conversations. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's totally like that. It'd totally be like that. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Um, I'm on board with that too. That, that's what we're going to go with. That's it. <laughs> I was just uh, Potterless is a podcast where a guy that's our age was um, reading Harry Potter for the first time. Um, and yeah. he's just finished up. But like the – Good, good thing of um, Professor McGonagall enlisting just desks to join the fight. Like she just charmed a bunch of desks to go to go and attack shit. And it's like, I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And like, also, you don't like. There's so many conversations that you could just have in person because you can apparate. Yes. Appar- look, apparition still slightly freaks me out because of the whole like spilching or whatever it was called. Splinching. S- splinching. Thank you. Yes. Splinching. I don't know what that is. Splinching. <laughs> I don't think I want to know what that is. <laughs> um, yeah, that just sounds like really bad, and I don't, I don't think I would just want to get to a destination and be like, "Oops, my nose is still back where I left it." Oh uh, yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, like I get, I get that fear, but also like teleportation is the oh, so handy. Yeah, it, it's it's the superpower that I would want most. Yeah, true. Like it's partic- true. particularly because like, I mean, you and me, we're not in the same state. This this no. was, this would probably be easier to do if one of us could just pop on over. Um, <laughs> It would be. It really, really would be. And, like, we've got, you know, um, our mate Lex, who at time of recording, it is their birthday. Um, like, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I think he's listening. Anyway, um, like, he lives in America. We, we, like, we yeah, have been so we've, nice. We've known him for like 10 years and we can't talk, to, we can't go and see him. Oh, Jesus Christ. It really has been that long, hasn't it? It has. Do you feel old? Uh, yeah, I really do. <laughs> More so because I'm just also sitting here being like, oh, my knee is aching. It must be going to rain. And oh, my back oh, is aching. No. It must. <laughs> oh, my mum fell over at work um, um, last week, like just fell straight forward. She was carrying something and she tripped. Um, so she, oh, no. she's, she's done in her knees and she has the biggest bruise where her boob dro- like broke her fall. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. She's just been like. <laughs> <laughs> so for the past like couple of days, she's just been like, I hate this. <laughs> oh no! She's like, I'm trying really hard not to laugh. I know at, it's it's it's. That, but oh, you can like, especially when she's like, oh, I guess I I guess I'm at the age where I have falls now, and I'm just like, Mum, no, you're like, oh no, <laughs> you're you're 57, oh, you're no. fine. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I really like this. Just, just kind of like, yep. This is it. This is my, this is my lot in life now. Yeah, this I'm stuck like this forever now. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, no, but yeah, apparition and teleportation would be absolutely mental it'd be so cool yeah yeah so you've got that as an option for talking you've got the flu network um I don't know why they bother with the owls like it's aesthetically cool (laughs) which is probably the reason why um yeah that's probably the other reason but like you know they've got such good ways to instantly talk to each other when they're not actually in the same space so that's that's cool 
they don't need the phone. No. But at, well, just while we're on um, things that they don't need to get sorted out and because we already started talking about apparition, um, transportation, like, they don't need cars. Uh, they definitely don't need cars. They definitely, like... No. They've got emission-free transportation as well. Like, just, just they, they, honestly, they need to just come in and reveal themselves just so that they can give the muggles access to transportation that won't destroy the planet. My God, what I wouldn't give to be able to fly a broom and play Quidditch. Play a game that makes more like, sense that would be just Quidditch. so cool. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> I like that it doesn't make sense. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, it kind of does. It kind of does make sense. It's just also very dangerous. It makes sense in a narrative way in which this one person is exceptional. Yes. And I don't know why it's the seeker that's exceptional though, because come on, it's the it's the chases that are taking the beating. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like ultimately the actions of all of the others don't really matter because this is <laughs> I feel like the outcome of the Quidditch World Cup that we saw only existed just to make it seem like Quidditch makes any sense. Yeah. True. <laughs> Although, well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that like even if if even if the other team catches the snitch, the initial team can still win. Like that's I mean, that's poor form on Crumb's behalf, isn't it? He should have been keeping more uh, a closer eye on the actual score. I think they actually say that he just decided to get, go in for the glory because he knew that the team wasn't going to get, like, wasn't going to take it back. So he went for, like, the smallest defeat that they were going to have. Yeah. Because also, Seekers are not team players. No, they're not. It's true. Like, at least Crumb got his victory in that situation and that's all that really mattered to him. Yeah. Because, you know, he's a 18-year-old boy? Something like that. Yeah, he'd be yeah. around 18. Yeah, he was 18. Hermione was 15. That's an issue, but let's not get into that one just yet. <laughs> mm, yeah, problematic. It's fine if they're, like, just hanging out and there's, like, an attraction there, but they're not really – like, they seem to have a fairly innocent relationship there. I'm getting into it, aren't I? Um, <laughs> you are. You really but, are. I was waiting for this. Yeah. But the fact that he invites her alone to visit him in Belgium. I cannot believe that I said Belgium there. Bulgaria. Okay. Editing fee out. That's an issue. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Especially since we don't, like, if we had any kind of confirmation that he lived with his parents, that might make it okay. That It would be a chaperoned mm. trip of some description. But we don't, like, he's a, he's a rich Quidditch player. Like, he could very reasonably have his own residence. He, in that second trial in the Triwizard t- Tournament, he didn't have anyone back home. Yeah. That mattered to him more than Hermione. Yeah, like that's problematic. They went and fetched Fleur's sister because, like, she's there in the in the movie from the start for some reason. That's that's the whole thing. But um, like in the books, like Fleur's sister doesn't show up because she's a tiny child that isn't even in wizard school yet. She yeah, she's she's not with the group. They they you know flew powdered her in or something like that. Crumb didn't have anyone but Hermione. That's a whole thing. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of an issue, buddy. Like it's it's depressing and concerning. It is. Yeah. How can you not? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. We need to we need to do a whole episode on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up in other things when we're going into that. Yeah. Um. And how um problematic he is. Yeah, like he's he seems fairly innocent as as far as things go. Like he seems like a sweetie, but at the same time, it's like there are some red flags being generated here. Yeah, I like to think he was like a caught up in the moment type thing. Yeah, like like he probably hasn't really interacted with kids around his own age anyway. 
Mm, if he's been on some kind of like elite Quidditch track, since yeah. They, since they realised so that he had all of the skill. Really... Yeah. So he probably didn't really have you know much socialising to go on. Yeah, he's poorly socialised. She's fairly precocious. I can see how they probably met in the middle. Yeah. I Look, I'm one of those people that would have loved to have seen her flourish with him later on down the track instead of marrying Ron. Yeah, that's reasonable. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> I, I mean, I like to think that um, in spite of the fact that they were together at the end of their schooling um, and ended up mar- married, I do like to think that Hermione like went off on her own for a while. Like they didn't have kids. Oh, yeah. straight, they didn't have kids thing. straight out of school like the Potters did. They, you know, it's nineteen years later when their kids are starting Hogwarts. Yeah. So you know they they had a, they had a bit of a gap there. That's that's. I like to think that she spread her wings a little bit, saw the world, hooked up with Crumb. I would hope so. <laughs> Hooked up with some women, I hope, because, you know, we're also of the opinion that Hermione Granger is definitely a lesbian in this house. I feel like it. I feel like she'd at least be bi. Yeah, yeah. I think Curious. she strikes me as someone who would be a, like, late in life discovering that she is a lesbian. Like, she's she's married with kids and she realizes, huh, girls, though. (laughs) <laughs> and and, and that, then just realizes yeah. that she needs to upend her entire existence yeah look she would totally do that yeah because she's so concerned with like meeting the goals that she should be ma- meeting that she's not really analyzing what she actually wants yes mm. yeah that makes sense she's just so and she was so focused on um she was so focused on learning mm that she didn't really have a chance to look at anything else. I still don't believe she settled down with Ron. <laughs> That's fair too. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I still don't believe that. <laughs> so, wizards and clothing, why do they call it muggle clothes? Well, like, do they not wear pants ever? Well, this is, this is the thing. Um, evidence from the text of the books shows that Wizards aren't wearing pants. They aren't even necessarily wearing underwear underneath the robes. <laughs> like there's, yes. there's the guy at the um, Wizarding World Cup who is the ministry official that's wearing the dress. And um, yes, yeah, the dress. <laughs> there's, there's the guy who's um, green. The guy, the guy who's um, trying to get him to put on pants, and he's like, "No, I like a healthy breeze among my, amongst my privates." <laughs> <laughs> and um, in the in the yes. very unfortunate um, Snape getting bullied pensive scene, um, he's not wearing pants under his robes either. Like. Ooh. I can't remember um, that bit. Yeah, James flips him upside down and his robes come up and he's just in his jogs. Oh, right. Well, at least he was wearing underwear. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, when when Harry gets wrenched out of the dream, well, not the dream, the memory, James is about to levitate his underwear off. Oh, yeah. Hold on. It's coming back to me now. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That was unfortunate. That's like the one actual evidence of James being shitty is that. An absolute an absolute prick. I mean, to be fair, Snape also, like, I mean, there's no real to be fair about this, but Snape did slash up James's face in that scene as well. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. It's like, if, I haven't read that scene in a while, but from what I remember, it was quite a... Uh, Mm, I don't know what word I'm looking for there, but it was quite a oh boy, yeah, kind of kind of scene. And I do have my questions about if if wizard memories are somehow perfect, because like I uh, mean, you as a student of psychology understand that our memories, especially our distant memories, 
are not – Yeah, memories are not perfect. They are not a video of all. what happened. They are what we remember of the last time we remembered it, of the last time we remembered it, of the last time we remembered it. Yes, they are very subjective. Mm. Very subjective. And we often make ourselves look the, like we're in the best possible light and if, you know, it's a conflict, we want to look the most wronged because that's how we justify ourselves to ourselves. Yes. So while I'm not defending what we saw in that sequence, I also am unsure of the truth of it because of the subjectness, mm. subjectiveness of memories. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Snape, no, I'll agree with that. I'll, I'll agree with that. Snape might perceive himself to have been minding his own business, but for all we know, he was hexing Muggleborn first years or something like that when the Marauders came up it's on him. It's true. It's true. And, I mean, I would ask J.K. Rowling, but I'm honestly scared of what answer she'll give. Oh, she 100% thinks that. Um, Snape is a tragic romantic hero, so we've got no hope of um, a decent answer on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's best not to ask her things. Yeah. But, yeah, robes are impractical. It's why we invented pants. It's true. <laughs> like, like, it was medieval times when, you know, people were getting around in robes, like pre-medieval even. It's like... We it was a simple it was a simple gar- garment to make. It was you know just very 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 easy to do. We came up with pants because those were a problem. Yes, I mean togas are kind of like robes as well. Yeah, and the Romans wore togas, and the Greeks. Mm. And um, like those weren't particularly practical either. Like if if oh god no if you're working on a farm. Like that's going to be a nightmare if you have. To, there's there's a reason that the Greeks did the Olympics naked. It's because togas are not practical to do anything that you have to move around in. It's true. They did a lot of things naked. Mm. I wizards, by virtue of magic, I guess don't have to do things manually a lot of the time, which does raise the question. Considering you know Hogwarts and its feasting why everyone isn't like just just real fat real fat in the wizarding world yeah i'm like you'd have personally a glad that they did give uh, in the movies i mean i'm personally mm. glad that they did give them clothes and they didn't just run yes. around in robes the whole time <laughs> <laughs> i liked the way that it was like a you know a school uniform that we would recognize in our lives mm. with the robes over the top Yes. Yeah. Like, like I like that it was part of their uniform. There was something very comforting about, yeah, there was something very comf- comforting about the boys in their grey slacks and the girls in kilts. Yes. Yeah, I really love the Hogwarts uniforms. I love them so much. They're so nice. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, there's – um. They don't have to do all that much moving around, I guess. So, like, robes, aesthetically, if they like them, they didn't really have to switch out of that. But at the same time, like, I guess we do have evidence of wizards choosing to blend in because, I mean, nearly headless Nick, assuming that he was a wizard because I think he was, um, you know, he he had slightly anachronistic... um, garments of his time like he was wearing the rough um 50 years before the rough was in fashion but it was still he was still wearing the muggle clothes of the era i guess he was hey and peeves wasn't peeves like wearing a jester's costume yes yes he wore motley yeah which Mm. see these things that i never really thought about until we start talking about them (laughs) <laughs> I do really want to know what, like, Peeves' deal was. Like, assuming that he as a poltergeist was a real person once, because the rules for poltergeist are definitely different to the ghosts. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> How are poltergeists made? <laughs> Just to, you know, completely get off topic. <laughs> like, completely. Well, another story about my... 
<laughs> another story involving my mum. My mum knows some German, like we're, we're part German. Um, she knows some German, but she misremembers a lot of it. And she was insisting that a poltergeist was meant to be a friendly ghost. Oh, really? Because she misremembered polter as meaning um, funny. Oh, no. In which polter polter means noisy, poltergeist means noisy ghost. Yeah, noisy ghost. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, "Mm, I don't think that's right, (laughs) mum. No, uh, no. Poltergeist definitely But, yeah, she just thought that – she just thought that the English speakers had fucked it up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which, to no. be reasonable, we usually do. <laughs> Ew, look, we do do that. We, yeah. Mm. And just, oh, man, I probably shouldn't be looking at this. So I had really wicked um, uh, sleep paralysis and nightmares, not last night, the night before. Um, oh, wonderful. And it's because, oh, man, it's because I can't, the TV show Hannibal, Right. Last time I tried to watch mm-hmm. it when it was first airing, uh, it gave me wicked nightmares, and my partner at the time banned me from watching it. And now my current boyfriend. <laughs> but now you're not, you're not dating him, so you you make the rules, right? Well, my current boyfriend. <laughs> it's also been a fair couple of years since that show came out. Um, I think I got mm. up to episode five, and he was just like, "No, no more," because it was like it was really bad. It gave me really bad nightmares. Um, and then now. <laughs> Now I've got another boyfriend and he's like, oh, I've been meaning to watch that Hannibal show. And I'm like, yeah, it was really good. I only saw five episodes because uh, my ex banned me from it. He was like, why? And I'm like, because it kind of gave me bad nightmares. But, you know, let's give it another crack. Uh, Got up to episode three and I had a terrible, terrible nightmare and ended up with sleep paralysis. Now, if anyone out there suffers from sleep paralysis, you will know what I'm talking about. But it is the most awful experience where your body is still physically shut down, but your brain is awake. So you can't move. So normally one of three things happen. I either feel like something is just sitting on my chest or there is a shadow man in the corner of the room or a little girl walks around my room every time I blink my eyes. So either one of those three things happen. The other night after watching Hannibal, I got basically all three of them at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. So. And I'm normally, I'm, it's been happening to me so long now that normally I just kind of talk myself out of it and I just keep my eyes closed. And I'm like, okay, you'll be able to move in a minute. You'll be able to move in a minute. And I just kind of like use kind of, because uh, you can't really even control your breathing either because your entire nervous system is in deep sleep shutdown mode. So, um, so you're, you're still doing that deep sleep breathing. Yeah. Um, but your your <sighs> brain is awake and I can think and I have thoughts, but because you're because your nervous system is still kind of shut down, you still can have hallucinations, which is a lot of the time what these like problems are. So I'm laying and I'm like looking around and I'm like, okay, Shadow Man's over there, but he's not moving, so it's fine. And then I realized I felt like something was sitting on my chest. So I was like, oh, for God's sake. And then I saw the little girl who walks as I blink and I'm like, oh, (laughs) and normally my dog jumps up on the bed because like, dogs are in tune with things like seizures and stuff she normally can figure out what's happening and jumps up and sort of protects me until I can like move my fingers into her fur and things like that um so but she was snoring I could hear her snoring so she hasn't woken up so I'm like my partner's in the bed right next to me and he's dead to the world he sleeps like (laughs) a bear in hibernation mode and so I'm laying there and then I'm just like, okay, I'll try and call the dog. And normally I can make sort of a noise in the back of my throat. And the noise that I ended up making was kind of like a, because I was, I was trying to call the dog up to the bed. (laughs) Anyway, Mm. long story short, I woke my partner up instead of the dog. And he like sort of took my blankets off because it's all to do with body temperature as well sometimes. And I ended up being able to move and I got up and turned the lights on and shut the closet door that we left open and everything. Anyway, genius last <laughs> night. I'm. This was at three o'clock that morning. I went the whole day, failed my exam. I went the whole day, got into bed at like nine o'clock last night. And as I'm getting into bed, he goes, um, did you, you know that little girl that wanders around when you've got the uh, sleep paralysis? I'm like, yeah. He's like, does she normally crawl on all fours? I'm like, 
no. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. Out of the corner of my eye, just down the hallway, I thought I saw a kid like crawling on all fours. And I'm like, why would you freaking tell me this? <laughs> right now, as I'm about to go to bed, I'm like, shut the door, shut the door, get the salt. Where's the dog? I'm just like, yeah. So that I, I've... I've not really slept for the last couple of nights either because oh, after no. he said that, of course, I couldn't sleep. So poltergeist. And you've got, that, and you've got the cold as well. <laughs> and I've got a cold, so I'm kind of delirious. So did I text you at one point um, the other night um, when I was in the midst of my cold? I feel like I texted you or you texted um, me. And I, I'm like, texted, I texted you something and I'm trying to remember what that actually was because it was a bit of a revelation. Um, and I think it was Snape hate. <laughs> Oh, probably. Uh, oh, gosh, we talk We talk a lot. Anyway, so long story short, poltergeists and ghosts are fascinating to me, but also just don't tell me them. Don't don't tell me after I have just had a really bad episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's um, – so I, I, I don't I found know it. if I would be okay. I, 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 I was watching oh, Lord of the it? Rings at the time and it was like it was 22 minutes past 10 in the evening um and I was like oh, Ray's boy. probably asleep <laughs> was my first thought but anyway I sent yeah. it to you and you were awake to react to it but it was Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings is is what Snape should have looked like oh, yeah I remember now <laughs> I think I giggled for like a full 30 <laughs> seconds and was like <laughs> just just regarding um and it wasn't even like <laughs> Just regarding of sleep paralysis, though, apparently everyone experiences it once or twice in their life. So if you find yourself mm. awake but unable to move, don't open your eyes. Instead, just start trying to no. wiggle your toes and fingers. Um, it hasn't happened to me yet. Yeah, pretty much. I'm preparing myself. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, it, look, it's not fun, especially the first time it happens. I've been getting it since I was a little kid. Oh. Um, and when I told my doctor this the other day, cause we've been doing all these sorts of tests, um, for like what is wrong with my body at the moment. Um, she was like, how long have you been getting sleep paralysis for? And I'm like, oh, years. And she's like, oh yeah, what's years? I'm like, oh, since I was a kid. And she's like, have you ever had that looked at? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> and she's like, huh? Okay, cool. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, best thing to do is just kind of, Keep telling yourself that yes, I'm awake. No, I can't move. That is okay. Wiggle your toes. Wiggle your fingers. None of this is real. <laughs> Just start small. None of it is real. No, none of it is real. Absolutely not. It's a hallucination. Um, and the reason why I know it's a hallucination is because I don't sleep with my glasses on, obviously, and I have really poor vision. Oh, that so would help so much. When I see, <laughs> well, when I see the little girl, she's in clear mm. focus. I can't see things in clear focus. And that's how I know she's not real is because if it's in clear focus, then I'm not actually experiencing it. My brain is. That, oh, I'm so jealous now. And that's. <laughs> because, I mean. Yeah, I, and that's I, like. and that I I need reading glasses, yeah. but um, I, I can still see pretty clearly when I'm, you know, just interacting with the world. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have like a minus. I've got a high minus script, like a minus three with a minus two and a half sill or something in both eyes. So like everything is just a fuzz. Um, so yeah, that's, and that was someone said this to me who also experiences hallucinations and dissociation and stuff like that. And she was basically just kind of like, yeah, that's how I know they're not real. And that's how I tell myself that it's not real is because if I can take my glasses off and it's still there, then it's in my head. I was like, oh, my God, that's a really cool way of thinking about it. Um, yeah. Just one last thing. Um, historically, so some the word nightmare, it's totally unclear whether people meant sleep paralysis or just a bad dream. Yeah, look, <laughs> sleep paralysis. So I'm going to go with sleep paralysis because it's not fun. Mm, but, yeah, just, just the word nightmare, it's, it's kind of unclear because um, uh, nightmare could actually also refer to the witch that a lot of people end up seeing sitting on their chest when they have the sleep paralysis because you feel like someone's on your chest. I don't know if you ever actually see something on your chest. Yeah, well, um, it depends what kind of state. I mean, not normally, but like what was happening in the nightmare that I was having, because I remember them vividly as well, was I was carrying a dog, like a corgi-sized dog. So like I had, it was hefty. Mm -hmm. 
hefty weight and like one arm was around like the top of the dog and the other arm was underneath her butt. So I was laying on the bed with my arms kind of in that same position and it took me a good couple of goes to be like, okay, I'm not actually holding a dog. Am I holding a dog? No, I'm not holding a dog. No, I'm not holding a dog. My arms are flat against my body, but it feels like I'm holding a dog. So it could have been that one arm was like tucked against my chest and the blanket had pulled tight and that's what felt like sitting on my chest. But I have seen something sit on my chest Okay. Before. Maybe I should start a podcast. <laughs> just just um, make recordings of yourself after you've woken up from a... <laughs> Man, it would just be psychobabble. It would just be like it wouldn't make sense. Probably not. But yes. Okay. So anyway, let's scooch back onto On topic. topic. Um, <laughs> one of my other notes is... Um, Are you talking to the cat? Sorry, no, Matt's talking to me. What? Oh. Okay, I'm back. I don't know why he wanted me to t- turn my Bluetooth off on my phone, but he did. So that's a thing. <laughs> anyway, um... That's the fair. other thing that I have in my notes is because um, I did just jot down a couple of things that would have been worth talking about. Um, just having digital mm-hmm. information. Yeah. Because you can't. That would have been. I, I don't. We never hear of a control F spell. Like research is so much easier when you can like search for key terms. Yes, absolutely. Um, also. All like, of the problems. A lot of a lot of the uses. Oh, oh no! I was going to say all of the problems that they have with researching for their assignments are absolutely fixed. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like just just the ability to Google stuff has revolutionized research. Because mm. um, like, and obviously, like Wikipedia is not a perfect resource. It is not the garbage resource that our teachers told us it was because, you know, it does have citations that you can use to um, get to the original source material and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the fact that you can get to, you know, um, peer-reviewed papers via the internet is incredible. Um and the same thing would go like a lot of the a lot of the uses for computers that we have are covered by like you know communications they don't really need it but like the just mass amounts of information that you can access with a computer is definitely worth adopting it really is like it absolutely is and i mean just being able to i mean i know that they have all of this stuff like owls and you know uh, teleportation and things like that. But just being able to swing your friend a message via messenger is like such an mm-hmm. easy thing. Like cell phones, the concept of a mobile phone is just, it would, the amount of times I've sat down to write Harry Potter fan fiction. And I mean, this is a good, like, I don't know, 10 years ago now. It's been a very long time since I wrote Harry Potter fan fiction. And I've been like, okay. And then she texted her. No, she didn't. How are they going to communicate? <laughs> How are they going to, like, one of them's in the dungeons, in the Slytherin common room, the other one's in the Ravenclaw Tower. How are they going to tell each other where to meet and what to do? It's like the concept of, and I, I was a child that didn't have this technology, and I remember how frustrating it was having to wait a full 24 hours or full, you know, 12 hours to tell your friend something. Um, the concept of not having, like, an instant messaging service among Hogwarts students is just like, oh, my God, that's the most frustrating mm. thing. And I'm just even thinking of, like, once you're used to being able to do that as well, like um, send people texts, it's so uncomfortable to not be able to do it. Right, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know how old you were when you got your first mobile phone. I was, like, 12, but it was a shitty phone and none of my friends had had phones. Yeah. Yeah, I had a similar situation. Um, I inherited... Um, like not not in a um, he died way, but in a like he gave me his old phone. My yeah. grandpa um, gave me his old phone. <laughs> Got to be really clear do. on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, and that was uh, 
I think because um, sometimes my parents would let me, you know, walk part of the way to school and all of that when I was about 12 years old. So they wanted to me to be able to contact them at all yeah. times and not have to find myself a payphone. Yeah, exactly. Back when people had to find paid phones. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it's – but, you know, by the time I'm in high school, I'm very much used to having a phone of my own. And um, my friend Bishan, who does um, Downton Down Under with me, he lived in this valley that got no reception. And this was also the time when um, you would have the family computer mm. that was shared between everyone. Yeah. Um, so it was like he would he would hardly ever be on MSN, and we couldn't text him because this valley was just a black spot. Yeah. And it was it was just like okay, um, Bishan only exists when we're at school. Yeah. You're right, and that's the thing. It's like <laughs> so many instances in. The Harry Potter universe could have been solved by just swinging a text to your friend. Like Hermione. Mm. I mean, this is this is also a thing with um how much mobile phones have made it harder to make horror movies. It's very true. It's very true. Oh, yeah. I do like the trope in horror movies now where it's like, oh, there's a thunderstorm, cell phone reception's gone out. That's not how that works, but okay. Yeah, or like we're, we're far enough out into the woods that there's no cell tower reception. It's like we're in Kangaroo Island, I can't make a call. Um, <laughs> right, I can walk down my street and there's a black hole like just down my street. <laughs> the the it's like there is a, a specific like <laughs> 30 metres of one of the roads where I walk the dog where there is just no cell phone reception. Oh, no. There was – um. When, it's weird. When, it's so funny, though. <laughs> the place that I was at, um, my other podcast co-host um, for the same other show, um, we were at her wedding and, um, like, there was extremely spotty reception. So, for example, she sent me a text at about 10.30 – um, on Friday evening, and I received it at three fifteen on Saturday afternoon. Oh Jesus! <laughs> like, that was the state of the telephone service. So you know, ideal, perfect location for a horror film. It was also a castle. So <laughs> oh, nice. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> yeah, one of my friends lives out like lives out bush and. Like sometimes she'll get 12 messages at once because the cell phone reception is just clicked in and then it'll disappear again. Oh, I'm yeah. Like you could yeah. die out here and I wouldn't find out. Um, but yeah, like so many things. Hermione, when she was researching the basilisk in number two, could have just been like, lol, guys, I found this thing. Take a picture of what she's talking about and then just being like, okay, um, I'm going to like mass tweet this to everybody so that we- everyone walks around with mirrors. <laughs> like, seriously, that would have been so much easier than like her trying to sneak mm, back Exactly. In. I mean, it makes for a shittier story if you think about it. But And, and of course, this, this was also a – like the events of that was in 1992, so she wouldn't have had that anyway. But it's like true. if it was pre- – if we're talking about present day. Yeah, if we're talking about present day. I always I always forget that like it's actually said in 92 because obviously we read them in like the 2000s. So when you're a kid and you're reading these mm. books, you just – you kind of don't think of the timeline there. And it wasn't until I was actually an adult that it was like graduation of 1998, the, the war of 98. And I was like – Whoa, are you telling me it's not the war of 2008? <laughs> it also really didn't help that the movies did not lean into, like they had muggle clothes, but they did not lean into any kind of 90s fashion. No, not at all. Which is a crime. Oh, could you imagine <laughs> Could you imagine Hermione in like high-waisted mom jeans and like a, a like a... Ron would be so grunge. He would be so so grunge. grunge. Oh, my God. We're missing out on grunge, Ron Weasley. (laughs) Oh, we deserve grunge, Ron Weasley. (laughs) We really do. We really do. Um, He would ride a skateboard. Oh, man. He totally would have had a skateboard. He, like, hovers because it's a magic skateboard. (laughs) Yes. it's It's a Marty McFly skateboard. It's a hoverboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he totally, he totally. And, like, even I think Ginny would have been a little grunge too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like it would just be, I think the, 
Honestly, Charlie would be the original grunge. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Kid, and like they they all just they all just looked up to him and just um ended up with his hand me downs. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, Bill would have been the grungiest of them all. Like Bill would have been like straight up oh. Kurt Cobain. Bill would be a punk. You reckon? Because he's that much. He's that much. I mean, he he's described as having a ponytail and, and a dragon, dragon skin boots. And he had the. So, uh yeah. Okay, maybe he would have been like like some. He'd be somewhere somewhere in the goth punk vicinity. <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong. He had a dragon tooth um, earring. He did. He absolutely like, did. <laughs> as, as one of his – yeah, that's that's canon, literal canon, not like I love this so much that it's canon. Like that. that's – I don't – He's extremely uh, like – Maybe he'd be like a – 90s cool okay, guy. Okay, maybe he'd be like uh, Offspring, like the Offspring 90s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He'd be like offspring <laughs> 90s. I thought about Rancid and then I was like, nah, I don't think he would have been – I don't think he would have been Rancid level of punk. Maybe Basket uh, – not Basket Case, Green Day level of punk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. He, yeah. He would have been like oh, – Yeah, he would have been like somewhere, somewhere between Green Day, The Offspring and like some 41. And then you would have had like um, uh, Charlie would have been – Sort of like your Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Kurt Cobainy. I'm trying. I'm trying to like. I'm really trying mm, yeah, to think yeah, off yeah. my head. What else? Um, like other '90s grunge band. <laughs> oh, Hall. Oh no, Ginny would have been Hall. Um, but now I've also just thought of um, G- Ginny as a mole rat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just, just, oh, um, I love, I, I, I'm in love with this no, actually. You know, you know what Charlie would have been? He would have been butthole I, surfers grunge. Like that sort of dumb. I don't oh even know what that is. Butthole <laughs> surfers are like the best, one of the best 90s grunge bands. Um, along the same vein as maybe like Weezer-ish. Oh, oh okay. man, okay. You know, now I'm thinking Bill listened to Soundgarden. Yeah. Bill Bill listened to Jane's Addiction and Smashing Pumpkins, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Radiohead. <laughs> Bill listened to Radiohead. Uh, I, I feel like Ginny as a mole kid, I just feel like works for me because I think that um, just just with the particular – with the combination of not getting anything new, although she probably would have gotten more new stuff just by benefit of being a girl, but like – Growing up poor and going through an extreme trauma, like Ginny goes to the mall a lot and also shoplifts. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll agree with that. That's like that's that's thirteen year old Ginny is like that. That's just that's just how she copes with things because it's not like there's psychological help in the wizarding world. So she she just steals things. To feel like she's in control. Yeah. Right. Yes. I will agree with that. Um, I feel like uh, Hermione would have had a wardrobe kind of like Rachel Rachel Green from Friends. Oh, yeah. Like just that really like chic, girly, um, sort of upmarket type look, but very like polished and put together. Mm. I feel like well, Peter Pan collars a thing in the 90s, like she'd get into the Peter Pan collar. Not mm, – yeah, depending on which 90s, like mm. plaid skirts Twin and like sets. turtleneck sweaters. There'd be, yeah, she would have like Rachel Green wardrobe. She'd wear so many twin sets. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like you know you know what I mean, right? The, um, the, the shirt that had a um, cardigan that matched it perfectly. Yes. Absolutely, she would have. Yes, that's what I'm talking about when I say twin set. <laughs> I like that. Okay, yes. Oh, man. I think whole... Americans call that a – Sorry, there's a whole, like, a whole... Emma Watson wearing 90s fashion, like, blog. <laughs> okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, the uh, twin sets, I think Americans call them sweater sets. Sweater sets, yeah, yeah, sweater sets. Um, just, just, for, just for listeners' benefit there. 
Um, Because we have a lot of American listeners. Yay! (laughs) Hi, Americans! Um, Yeah, so I think, yeah, she, Hermione would have been more along the lines of like your Rachel Green and stuff like that. Whereas I think Luna would have been a Phoebe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now I'm just, I'm now like, picturing Hermione attempting to get the Rachel as in the oh my haircut, God, the Rachel and it just being disastrous because her hair her is hair so curly <laughs> her hair is not fit for no. it <laughs> she'd have to do put in so much work yeah her. although with magic it would be less work than without it yeah although apparently the one time that she did smooth out her hair it did still take her hours yeah with that hair with that hair smoothing stuff that Harry's family invented and that's where all their fortune comes from sleek easy are you serious? Are you aware of that part of the canon? No. Yeah, is that yeah. canon? Um, Sleek Easy was invented by the Potters. <gasps> yeah, that's canon. Is that canon? Oh, my God. That's canon. Um, his, like, great-great-grandpa um, sold it and that's where, like, like he sold the rights to it and that's where all their money comes from. Oh, <gasps> my God. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, okay, I'm looking it up now. <gasps> my... <laughs> Do you think the guy on the Sleek Easy's bottle is like Fleamont Potter? Oh my god. I don't I don't know. Also, Fleamont is not the name that you want if you invented a hair a hair product. I know, right? I think just I saying. think that is I think that's the like the funny that's, bit there. That's why it's not named after him. Yeah. <laughs> Should use liberal amounts, but yeah, eighty-four percent of our listeners are in the United States. Oh well, welcome. Hi, sorry that I ramble. Um, I want to say that this is just a me thing, but rambling is kind of an Australian thing. It's a proud tradition. It is. It it really is. It's mm. like we have to ramble, otherwise we die. No, I think that's a me thing. <laughs> we take we take tangents on what particular kind of '90s style the Harry Potter characters would have. Yes, yes, absolutely. And now I'm like mentally like thinking about actors from the '90s, and I'm like, okay, that would be Hermione, and that would be oh, actually, <laughs> oh, maybe we should do this as an episode two. Recasts from oh uh, yeah, I think that recasting um like just in general like. It's only going to work if we do the adults because, like, the kids should be played by unknowns. It's true. It's true. But, like, I'm thinking back to, mm. like, popular 90s actors who could have played. I feel like Macaulay Culkin would have been there somewhere and Haley Joel Osment. He would have been He would have been Draco. Oh, my God. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin would have been Draco. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i'll agree with that <laughs> uh, um actually now just just one final tangent um that 90 uh if the mcu was in the 90s um post that goes around i hate it so much because most of the actors that they use are older than the current actors yes like i like tom Cru- tom cruise would have been um Tony Tony Stark is like they are the same age and also no <laughs> yeah hold on I oh, I wrote this and down was, the other day um, Keanu, Keanu Reeves should have been would have been the 90s Doctor Strange I'm like no Keanu Reeves should have been Doctor Strange now he would have been perfect and I would have loved it yeah, I would have watched that. Actually, no. Keanu Reeves, I find – I like like this is unpopular, total unpopular opinion. I don't know what the big deal with him is because his acting is terrible. I'm sorry. This is the hill I will fucking but die he's, on. He's just a wonderful person. He is. He's a ray of sunshine. He's, his acting is awful. Guys, this is the hill I'm going to die on. I know it. This is, I'm okay, okay with my choice. Um. You can't express this sentiment in front of my mother or my no, sister. Look, I know I can't express it. <laughs> I know I can't express it in front of like anybody, but this is the hill I'm dying on, so be it. Oh, hey, speaking of there's Keanu Reeves as uh someone's artist reimagines Keanu Reeves as Doctor Strange. I don't hate it. 
Yeah, I think it's a fairly popular idea that he should be the guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, look. Have you watched John Wick, no. though? Mm-mm. Yeah. Because of the puppy. <laughs> I've been told. And I'm like, now I just refuse to watch it. It's now also one of those things where everyone's like, <sighs> you should watch it. And I'm like, nah. The more times people tell me to watch it, the less likely I'm going to do it. Mm. We um we watched it with some friends and um, we just like, okay, now is the time where you look away <laughs> because this is when the dog dies and then we were fine for the rest of the thing and then it's just a man trying to kill everyone involved in the death of his dog. Yes, look, uh, same, same. I would do the same thing. Um, <laughs> but I just found that list that you were talking about and um, – I would definitely mm-hmm. 100% if I was in the 90s watch a whole Guardians of the Galaxy movie with Brendan Fraser as Star-Lord. <laughs> like oh, 100%. That, that would be <laughs> – that would happen. I would definitely watch Star-Lord, Brendan Fraser in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I reckon that this is a subject that we could come back to. I'd love it if um, listeners could let us know – what things stick out to them as something that's needed in the wizarding world. But yeah, yeah. tech tech episodes are definitely something we can get a couple of them in. I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Please. If you have any ideas on what should be a thing in the wizarding world that the muggle world has and why, let us know. We have a Facebook group now. Um, We We do. Facebook group. Just search um, Potter Nonsense Podcast. Yes, Potter Nonsense Podcast. On Facebook and you'll be able to get it. Yep. Um, I am trying very hard to use Twitter a lot more. Uh, It's hit and miss (laughs) because I forget it exists. Um, But if you would like to touch base with us, you can always grab us on Facebook or just tweet at me. Uh, I am found at Ray is a writer. And I am at Raven.com. That's R-A-V-E-N-D-O-R-K-H-O-L-M-E. And I have started adding links. I'm not sure that they work on all platforms in our show notes, but I have started adding like proper linky links so that um, Apple Podcasts doesn't get mad at us for having an at symbol in the in the show notes. <laughs> yes, because that will happen. But uh, yeah, hit us up. Let us know. Love to talk to people. I can talk the ear off of anybody really. And uh, I guess that mm-hmm. sums us up or wraps us up. Until next time, Mischief Managed. Mischief Managed. Potter Nonsense is a production of Bronze Pig Media and is recorded in Queensland and South Australia. If you liked the show, please rate, review and subscribe so that others can find us. You can contact us on Twitter at Bronze Pig Media or by email at bronzepigmedia at gmail.com. Bronze Pig Media. Oink.